Library of Doom. I am your Cypher Dillon, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, uh, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you may stream your podcast from. Uh, if you have a question or want to pitch me something, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. Uh, joining us for this week's chapter is Alyssa Herman. Uh, she's a photographer. Uh, you might know her from Photo Fortress. That's uh, photo with an F and for, uh, fortress with a PH. Um, and uh, her work's been featured in Noisy, Upfront, Rolling Stone. Uh, and she's also involved as a merch runner for Northwest Terror Fest. And she released a pretty cool uh, book called The Yob, The Raw Within Photography Book that we'll be talking about a little bit later. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So... Uh, First question, did you get the blob raw pool toy thing that we sent out like forever ago? Oh yeah, I did. Um, yeah, my, I actually had my friend Jose blow it up for me because I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> but then um, shortly after that, I went on vacation and the Airbnb that I stayed at had this really badass pool. So I took it in the pool. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad that, I'm, I'm glad that that went to a, a good home and got good use. <laughs> Yeah, I've been using the ashtray too. Oh, the the like I forget what the brand was. Um, I think it's Your Highness. Yes, it's Your Highness. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a Rolling Stone kind of looking, uh, like Rolling Stones sort of like logo looking dish. Yeah, yeah, it's the red lips. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, that's good. Glad they made it out there. But uh, you know, you've like photographed some like really like major players like beyond and outside the doom scene and and like the local metal scenes and whatnot but like uh, what were your uh earliest experiences with music did you do you have any kind of like musical upbringing or are you just like strictly a fan oh uh music's been a part of my life my whole life um my dad's side of the of my family is really musical and my mom's side they're all in like show business and um so I've been like, my dad's a jazz fusion drummer. So right on. He's, he's been touring my whole life and I've been in and out of the studio with him. And so like, that's just kind of been my whole world <laughs> basically since I was born. And then uh, like, did you find your way into like heavy music, whether that be like punk or hardcore or metal or whatever it was? Um, like, where did you like start sniffing that shit out? I've kind of always listened to heavy music as far back as I can remember, mainly because of my brothers. My brothers were really into metal and um, my brother Jeremy's always played industrial music. So I think I kind of got my start with heavy stuff in industrial and then I moved to metal. But it's really just been, a, oh, I don't know. It's always, I've always kind of listened to all genres. I think I started getting really heavy into um the genre of metal probably in high school and you're like talking like industry you're talking like um like the the icon like skinny puppy and ogre ministry nine inch nails shit like that yeah yeah stuff like that <laughs> i was a big nine inch nails fan in high school i, st I still love that band yeah they're great they're kind of timeless um, yeah i know they I, they they always seem to like be able to do something like creative and i usually and i'm I always think like Trent's got something, he's always got something like clever up his sleeve. 
Yeah, he's he's a genius. Um, did you have like a specific record that kind of kicked you in that you would credit to? Into industrial? Or just just in general? Like, is there like do you have like a life changing album? Oh, there's there's a lot. I'd say probably the first one would be Master of Reality. That was probably the first like big album of my life. Or um, physical graffiti. I got really into Sabbath and Zeppelin, like freshman year. Listen to a lot of that. Um, I think I don't know. There's uh, my dad's records are a lot of what I listened to too when I got because my dad started playing music in the '70s. He was in like kind of oh, he some of the stuff that he played kind of sounds like stuff that's out today. <laughs> oh really? That's awesome. Yeah, he, he was in this band called Mondo Bando in the '70s. It's like a they were a Seattle band and they were that, that was probably like the first record that I really started getting into. That was that genre. It's kind of funny that it just happens to be my dad's band, but. Like I, I just looked it up and it, the first thing that comes up on YouTube is Mondo Bando, 70s proto metal doom band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah my dad's awesome. drummer in that band. <laughs> oh, that's rad. I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah. They were great. That's how he got his start. He eventually got to jazz fusion, but he started in that genre. That's really then, cool. That's like kind of funny because I feel like a lot of people start out in like a faster band and then they wind up being like, oh, I, I kind of want to play slow now. You know, I've kind of got like all that. He kind of did like the opposite where he started uh, out yeah. like doing that. And then he was like, okay, now I'm like ready to like really challenge myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of did. But my my grandfather was a um, professional jazz musician too. My My dad's dad, he played saxophone for a living in Seattle. So I think that's part of the reason why my dad got into jazz. Okay. You know, because of him. <laughs> that's pretty rad too. Yeah. But what made you like get into photography? Um, I've always been interested in photography and I always kind of did it as a hobby. I think it was in 2013. I went on tour with my husband's band and the, I, I was just going to tag along. Like I wasn't planning on shooting anything, but I happened to get a camera for Christmas the year before. And then I started shooting and I ended up documenting the whole tour. And that's kind of how the whole thing started is I was like, Hey, this is actually really fun. Maybe I should try doing this in town. And then, um, I just started shooting local shows and it just kind of kept going. And now it's been like almost eight years that I've been wow. doing it. Yeah. And a lot of stuff's happened in that eight years. It feels like it's been a lot longer than that. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure like, it's just, I'm sure it's one of those things where you just have to like, keep it moving like all the time and like you know just yeah. getting your stuff out there yeah and it, it's been it, i mean i think it's been the longest it's been since i started since i shot my last show because the last show i shot was i think it was december 2019 so not shooting in in 2020 was really weird but it was kind of a nice break too yeah i i, I remember like uh i was shooting some local some like local bands and like some and some some bigger bands at venues and uh i remember being like it's so cool like in the moment when you're doing it and like i've talked to some other photographers about it and then they're like yeah and then editing is like you love the final product but it's always like kind of you're like ah oh, this sucks now i gotta do like all this shit in between you know and i'm like saying that as yeah. someone who's not like my you know my regular income wasn't photography or anything so yeah it's like you you're at the show for a few hours and then you have like a day or two of editing <laughs> I got really fast at editing when I was going to show because at at one point I was going to shows every day, mm -hmm. so 
I got, I had to get really fast at it, but I don't think I'm that quick anymore because it's been so long. Right. And that's just, yeah, since you're, you, you just don't have like the time of day to like work on it. So it's just like, bam, 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 bam. You got to figure out like, what are the money shots and all that, right? Yeah. You kind of get a system where you work through, you just, you get quicker, you know, you just, you get to see it more at a glance instead of having to like stare at every single photo to decide if it's good or at least good yeah. enough to wear you know i'm kind of lucky though i always had a second set of eyes because my husband guy kind of i mean he's been with me since the beginning so he's always kind of helped me decide which always helped it's it's always nice to have somebody else look at your photos that you trust to tell you if it's good because you I, for me i can't always trust myself so a lot of the times the photos that i think are great are not the same ones as everybody else thinks are great <laughs> Hmm, interesting. Like, what, what to you is, like, a great photo? Uh, well, I don't know. Off the top of my head, there's... There, well, so, okay, there's this, like, one photo that I took of Sleep. The first time Sleep uh, played Portland years ago. It was, like, their first time back in, in 20 years, that, that mm -hmm. first year that they did. I took this picture of Matt where he's, like, he's a silhouette. He's on stage, and he, there's the light just happened to kind of make him look like he's a shadow. And like everybody that I know is telling me how great this photo is. And I, I find so many things wrong with it. <laughs> everybody else seems to like it, you know, and it's like now looking back, I mean, it's a good picture, but I wouldn't say it's like print worthy, but I actually had a lot of people buy prints of that. So it's just, you know, you're, you're your worst critic when you're an artist. I will say though, that does not surprise me that like a lot of people wanted a print of that. Cause like, Sleep fans are like just ravenous for like anything involving the band. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's interesting. It's like, I feel like um, people kind of look for like dynamic shots, especially with like bands. Cause it's always like, you know, you're kind of, it's like the energy and, you know, when you're at like shows like, you know, like a doom metal show or stoner metal show or whatever like that, you know, it's, it's often an opportunity where like, you're really, you couldn't just be doing like a portrait, like if because the, the show, if the band is not one of these like crazy lively acts, someone jumping around like fucking Bruce Dickinson, you know, it, it's kind of like a weirdly like intimate kind of situation where you're like, wow, this is like almost, you're like kind of like, it's like a study of a person, you know? And it, and uh, so I think they do provide for a lot of cool pictures, especially when like there's something involved like smoke and strobes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's always really helpful. But you can get a beautiful photo from a really simple set too, if you know. Absolutely. You know, you just if you have an idea, you can get a really great shot. What, so when did you start photographing, and what was your first show? Um, I started um, besides like, besides your uh, going on tour with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started taking it seriously. I think it was in 2013, and oh, my first show. I believe my first show was this this local band called Raptor um, at the Ash Street, which is uh, actually they're closed down now, but it was a great venue we used to have downtown here. And um, there was like there was like 20 people at the show and it was all red lights and super dark. And I had a, um, a Canon T3i, which is like not super great for concert photography. It's kind of a beginner camera. It's, um, crop sensor it's not a full frame or anything and and the photos actually turned out pretty good considering you know I was like so new at it I mean and I just I love the band Raptor they're like a thrash metal band 
I'm not familiar with them, but I mean, that name is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great. They, I, I think they might still be around, but um, yeah, I mean, that, that show was awesome. And that kind of like the tour mixed with that experience kind of sparked my passion for it. Cause it's just, nothing feels like, nothing compares to the feeling of shooting a show for me. Like when I'm actually there and the band's in front of me and I'm like in the zone, for me, there's like, there's nothing better than that. Especially when you know you get like that, like that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, the energy coming from the crowd and coming from the stage and you're all kind of there for the same reason, you know, and there's this sense of community and emotion that goes into it, no matter what type of band it is or what type of crowd or whatever, it's always, it always just feels good to be in that zone, you know? I know what you mean. I mean, it's something I miss and I'm, I'm fingers crossed, you know, I've, I've purchased quite a few, concert tickets now for the shows that are coming up, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's been a couple shows here, like small shows, but I haven't had a chance to go to any yet. Yeah. They've, there've been like outdoor, obviously there's been outdoor things here. You know, we had a huge one kind of at the, be- the beginning of the nicer weather. Um, but there has been some more outdoor, excuse me, stuff going on and, you know, they're just kind of seeing how things are going to go back, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, might be uh, holding on. Might be holding on to a lot of postponed tickets if things go sour. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's hard to predict. <laughs> um, you've shot a lot of different people. Like as I mentioned, you know you've photographed all the way up to like Metallica and like Snoop Dogg. Like I saw Snoop Dogg in your roster and I was like, this is fucking rad. That was such a good show. I wish I could, I could shoot Snoop all the time. Yeah. What was that like? It was, it was great. You know, I, I, I don't think I've ever shot uh, that genre of music before that. And um, it was just, he came out with like this giant, like, I mean, it was like a foot long joint. Maybe it was a blunt and he was like smoking it on stage. And then there were these teenage girls in the front row and they were just like screaming their heads off and crying when you, when he was like making eye contact with them. So he handed the blunt to them and let them smoke it. Oh, nice. And that I just, I mean, I thought it was really sweet and um, it was, yeah, the whole place was full of smoke and it was just really fun. It was just a really good time and he's really fun to photograph and his lights are, you know, he all he has like all light, like um, white and pink and, you know, lights that are easy to shoot. So I got a lot of really good shots from of him. It looked like you got it early enough in the set where the smoke would have been an inter- interference. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad in the first two songs. <laughs> but it was around, because, so- you know, you're, you're only allowed the first three songs at shows like that. So around the third song, it got really smoky. But it was, I still got some cool shots. <laughs> I can't agree with you more about like the, the, the difficult lighting. That's like the thing that I found to be the most challenging about like post editing, especially if it's like, like I always find that like purple is a very hard color to work with unless like yeah. the lighting or the capture is like really on point for the picture. Yeah. Doing photography has made me be more aware of colors in general. And I've noticed that with purple, like your eyes with certain shades of purple, your eyes have a hard time focusing. So when you take a picture with purple, it, it sometimes it looks like it's out of focus, even if it's in focus, but it's just because of the color. So it makes it even harder to shoot. 
it's like failed 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, I totally get that. Yeah, that makes sense. You had uh, shot a bunch of stuff like in the Doom, Stoner, and adjacent genres. So I was just going to like throw out some names and see if you had anything to like kind of say about them, any comments about the show or what it was like or whatever. I'm sure there was a lot of like marijuana smoke and head bobbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try to remember. So like one was, and kind of like talking about like working with color was one of Steve Von Till from Neurosis. And he's like leaning directly in. I should just have these like queued up just so I know what I'm talking about. Um, it's just like three colors, basically. It's like white, black, and blue. I've shot Neurosis a lot. So I think... I think that one is from the Housecore Horror Festival, which was in Austin. And it was the first, I think it was the first year that Neurosis played. So it would have been at Emo's. I don't know if you've ever been to Emo's in Austin. I have not. I have not been to Austin yet. Oh, okay. Well, Austin's great. You should go sometime. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> planning. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Great food. Um. But yeah, it was at, it, the the Housecore Horror Fest was um, a, a film, a horror movie film festival slash metal festival. And it was like th three or four days, I believe. I went like I went for three years in a row. Um, the first two years were in Austin and the last year was in San Antonio. But I think Neurosis played that first year and that show, it, it was just amazing. It was like at the end of the day and it was just one of those days where it was like super hot and I was exhausted. I had been up for like two days straight, just doing festival things, you know, and um, neurosis just like kind of brought me back to life. I remember being in, in the photo pit and having the guys come out. And as soon as they just hit that first chord, it just like woke me up and I was just like there, you know, it's like all of a sudden I was alive. And, and so all the photos from that show are really emotional mainly because I was just kind of like in this music festival days <laughs> and, um, you know, neurosis is just emotional anyways. Yeah. Incredibly dense music. Yeah. <laughs> like no stranger to being mentioned on this podcast for sure. I'm sure. I, I do hope someday I can see them again too. Cause they're one of my favorite bands to see. Yeah, and like at the point that they're touring now, like they're they don't they're not doing like the giant light shows that they used to do with all like the crazy visual effects and whatnot. So I but I I, I would love to see them like just kick around again, do a new I, set, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh there's another one on here from uh Acid with of Acid King, and it's got this cool like motion effect of Lori playing her guitar oh yeah the um it's like double exposure yeah okay yeah i know that was at psycho las vegas oh actually. sick it was when it was still at the hard rock so mm -hmm. that was at the, at the pool out in the hard rock that was one of the days that i mean it was like i think it was like 105 or 110 that day and the sun had just gone down so it was kind of starting to cool off so it was a lot easier to be outside by the time yeah. came on the stage <laughs> But yeah, Lori just, she had this like really rad lighting on her and uh, she was just kind of like moving slow. And so I got these like two pictures in a row and then I combined them. That So that's two pictures combined. I didn't that's actually really take cool. it like that. 
Uh, it just it's just really neat. It's like it it lends to like just like the psychedelic nature of the music and whatnot. Well, thank you. Yeah, I was just playing around with editing when I was looking at those pictures and I thought it would be cool. So I tried it and it seemed to work. <laughs> we we went um we went two years. We went one we went the last year was at Hard Rock and then we went the first year. Uh well obviously it got postponed and <laughs> but uh, yeah. but we went the first year at Mandalay. Um yeah, I kind of wish we got to experience the hard rock a little bit more, despite all the technical goofs and, you know, all the silly things associated with that fest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't get to go when it was at Mandalay, but uh, I really enjoyed it at the hard rock. It was a great time. It was certainly smaller, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. So like, do, are they, are they at, the, at that kind of like a festival and like, are they a little more like lenient with the photography and kind of like, <laughs> what you can no. do there no <laughs> <laughs> um i mean in my experience they were the security was more strict there was we had to get special wristbands to be approved to go out like we were already approved all of us photographers were approved to shoot at the pool but there was like a miscommunication with security so we had to get like some special wristband and they were just like really strict until they got to know us once they realized like once they saw us after a few shows and they realized who we were then they were cool it was it was a little more laid back, but at first they were they were pretty strict. <laughs> wow, fucking security. It's, yeah, but they kind of have to be, you know, because there's so yeah. many there, and it's such a big festival. <laughs> yeah, right. That that is true. There's a couple here, and I uh, I don't know if they're from the same. Sh uh, maybe I think they are. Um, but it's two from uh, uh, a Mastodon show. And it's one of them is uh, Bran standing up with uh, presumably uh, some kind of, I, I feel like they're like spit shields as they look like to me. Um, I don't know <laughs> if that's what they actually are. Um, and then you've got this other pretty cool one of Troy, like just sort of like chilling on his knee in between songs. Uh, kind of looks like he's catching, catching his breath before the next one. And it's kind of like an interesting moment because it's like not something you see like for a long time at like a show like that where someone's just sort of like taking a breather really quick yeah that's the black and white one of troy mm -hmm. yeah okay. yeah so that was at edgefield here in oregon um in troutdale and uh, i was shooting from the stage that's how i got those angles um my friend taylor does sound and i um i guitar i think he's a guitar tech for brent um so when he came to town, he invited me and Guy down there. Uh, they let us shoot from the stage, which was really cool because I haven't been on the stage. I mean, before that, I hadn't been on the stage at Edgefield before. So it was kind of cool, like, um, being able to see it from that angle. And I had shot Mastodon a lot before that. But um, that was just a really fun opportunity to get to – because I, I was just, like, to the right of Braun. So I was kind of, like, shooting, like, from the drummer's perspective almost. Oh, I got the shot of Braun standing up, and um, yeah, I think that was a spit shield in front of him. <laughs> that's awesome. was there. Gross, but it's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Um, I mean, I've heard of that before, so. The, I mean, it's an outdoor venue, so I don't know if it had something to do with the sound. Maybe that's why mm. he had that. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun day. We got to eat uh, burritos with Les Claypool that day because Primus headlined the show. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how we ended the night was just eating eating burritos with those guys, and that that was fun. 
like I'm sure he's not, but like, is he like himself on stage at all? Does he like buy like buy into his like character? Like, oh, hello, it's me, and it's less playful, being less playful. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't I didn't get to talk to him too much, but um, he was he's just really really nice and you know quirky. I mean, kind of what you would expect him to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's very much him. From that experience, who who you see on stage is kind of who he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i'm glad he, he doesn't like turn it off for anything no he was so nice he he came up to me and guy and like said hi to us and stuff and and he you know he totally didn't have to so yeah he was he was very very friendly i've seen them a couple of times um probably would just make it a habit of seeing them but like i do feel like uh boris always makes for really like dynamic shots and like Atsuo is just like such an incredible drummer like and he's so like he has so much energy like just like jumping up and down and like he really like directs the crowds and like he's like yelling and screaming like he he's just like he's like two members of the band yeah totally yeah um are you is that the is that the shot where he's it's all blue yeah <laughs> drums are like this um this like really like electric pink and he's just got like one drumstick up in the air it's very like majestic oh okay yeah yeah i remember that um th- that was at psycho las vegas too i think that's another psycho one i'm pretty sure that was at the joint at the hard rock oh it's probably when i don't know well if it was 2018 that was when i saw them i could be wrong i've shot boris a couple times so but i feel like that was at psycho they're really fun to shoot i mean they're just they're fun to watch oh yeah they're, they're awesome amazing <laughs> so there was one other one that like caught my eye because i they're kind of on my bucket list of bands to see it um was uh and i'm assuming this may also be from psycho las vegas was is uh candle mass and it looks like was it on their 30th anniversary or something yeah i think that was the first year of psycho las vegas if i remember right because they did a, a meet and greet that year too um uh, which was really cool we got to get a picture with them and stuff. And yeah, that was fun. <laughs> They're just, uh, they were just so fucking solid. And I mean, they totally did not disappoint. They were really good live, really fun to shoot. And he can sing. My God, he he's amazing. So th- this isn't, this was not Messiah though, right? No, he went on to uh, play in the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The guy that was, uh, I can't remember. I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. I'm totally drawing a blank. Matt Slevin? Yes, Matt Slevin. That's, yeah, that's been his name. Oh, I feel disappointed in myself. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like a year or two later, I, I shot the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and he was playing too. Oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah. It was like, hey, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there uh, Are there any like um other ones that you are like particularly like very proud of judas priest i'm pretty proud of i've shot them a couple times and i that i mean they're like one of my favorite bands to shoot because they're they're just fantastic they're great live and their stage show is awesome and the lighting's really cool so they're super fun to shoot iron maiden is one of my favorite bands to shoot too because bruce dickinson jumps all over the place yeah (laughs) costumes i mean both of them like with the dynamic they just super dynamic shows i've seen i've seen priest a couple of times and they kick so much ass oh they're so good 
It's funny with, with Iron Maiden, uh, you get briefed before you shoot because they, because how much, how active they are on stage, their uh, manager comes out and tells you like where, where you need to stand. And so you like, you pick a spot and you got to, well, they suggest, you don't have to, but they suggest you stay in that one spot um, throughout the photo pit. And she kind of like coaches you on what Bruce is going to do to kind of help you get <laughs> which I thought was really cool because that's like the only band I've ever known that does that, but they want to make sure you get good photos. <laughs> that's really fucking funny that they have like a little, um, I don't even know what you would like call that. Like you're, you're it's like your photography usher for Maiden. Yeah. It's like, we're getting, we, we had like a meeting like five mi minutes before they came on stage and she like walked us out there and told us like where to stand and what Bruce was going to do. And yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Is it, is it like a British lady? Yeah. She's like, um, she's got like white hair and she's like an older British lady. <laughs> very pretty. One of their moms. Very nice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. I did not know that. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, you, you also do, uh, portraits like in like, you know, band, like band, like photography for like promo albums, like whatever. Um, and like, not just the bands, cause there's a photo of, uh, Cat Jones in there as well. Um, and I didn't even realize that like some of these were you, cause there's like one of high and fire. I'm like, oh, I've seen like that one before. Um, and I didn't oh, realize yeah. that was yours. That was yours. And it's just like it's just like a really funny picture. They're all kind of making like silly smiles. Like it just seems like there's like a good vibe about it, you know, for a band that's been through the shitter, it just seemed like, Hey, they're all kind of having a good moment. Yeah. Everybody was in a really good mood that day. And that I think that was right after they had band practice. So they were all just stoked, you know, cause mm -hmm. they had just played music and it was in Matt's garage. So they were just like comfortable, you know, at Matt's house. And, um, but there's, there's one that really stood out to me for some reason and like and it was joe preston because he's just like chilling on a chair looking like oh, basic, basically yeah. like casual santa claus yeah that's thrown on a uh, thrones on a throne is what i call it because um because <laughs> <laughs> he had played with or no maybe he didn't play but he was there um donova played this place called enchanted forest that's mm -hmm. here it's like a i mean i guess you could call it an amusement park um, but they, they have this stage area that they usually put on like puppet shows and shows for kids and stuff. But Donova got to play there and, um, Joe was there. And after the show, I was taking pictures of everybody and I asked him to sit in that chair cause I just thought it was <laughs> really cute. And he sat in it and it was just like, it just worked out really well. <laughs> it's such a great picture. Like, I, I, I think it's great. I, I just think it's so funny. He's got, it's <laughs> very, very wholesome. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, that, I thought I think that's funny too. <laughs> Is there a show that you want that like you would like love to shoot when the time's right? Like is there one that you wear that's like at the top of your bucket list? Well, the next show that I'm planning to shoot is uh the Deftones, but that's not till next year. I I haven't shot them before. And so um, they're they're one of my bucket list bands to shoot. So, I'm going to do that. But I don't know. Like all the bands that I really wanted to shoot, I kind of got to shoot except for the ones that, you know, I can't like <laughs> they're not alive or, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Is there like, if there was one that is no longer around, like that you would have just been like, Oh, if I could somehow do it, I would do it. 
Oh, that's yeah. You know, I should have like an immediate answer to that, but I don't. Um, I would, I would have really liked to shoot the doors because I feel like going to a doors show would have been kind of wild and probably mm -hmm. really fun to shoot. And you know, like Zeppelin would have been great. I don't know. That's hard though, because like one of one of the top ones for me was was Tool, and I got to shoot them. I don't really have anything else off the top of my head that I can think of. If you think of one, you, you can feel free to just like shoot it out or, or uh, <laughs> later on. But I mean, that would have been pretty rad. I think like old, like, I mean, like old, like old school Pink Floyd would have been pretty rad. But it's like you, you know, Ooh. you can still go shoot David Gilmore, you know, or Roger Waters or whatever. But like that band yeah. back in the day, or like, or I mean, this would be kind of like maybe the obvious one for the genre. But like Witchfinder General, like, are there any fucking pictures of that band like out there like i'm sure there are if i googled them but probably not a lot probably not oh yeah bolt thrower is one of them i never got to shoot bolt yeah thrower. there you go and they only came to portland once um that that i can remember and i i wasn't shooting back then so that would have been fun yeah for sure bolt, bolt thrower rules yeah. <laughs> they're like it's just like one of those things where it's like everyone's like but but bolt thrower yeah <laughs> Everybody, everyone seems to like, like kind of share in that thought. Yeah, um, there's no argument. Um, so like kind of switching gears a little bit, like how did you get involved with um, Northwest Terror, Terror Fest and like also Stump Fest, it looks like you're a big part of. Um, and they're both pretty, they seem like pretty like big local uh, festivals that kind of cater like the doom and adjacent heavy music uh, sound. And like, honestly, two festivals that I've seen a lot of pictures from and bands playing and being excited to play that like I, I'd love to go to those fests one day they just they have like kind of that that vibe that I really enjoy yeah you should go to both if you have the ability to because they're both great and they both have like a really strong sense of community behind them with TerraFest I I know David and Mickey David's the one that started TerraFest and uh they're my friends and back in like um 2017, I started doing merch for them because I, I had done it. I worked at a place where we made merch and then eventually I started my own business making merch. So I actually still do make their merchandise. And then like two, two years ago, I think I started running their web store because they had other people that were based in Seattle running it that couldn't run it anymore. So I took that over. And it's funny because I've never actually shot TerraFest. I'm a part of it in other ways. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but I've never actually shot it. But yeah, I really enjoy being a part of TerraFest. It's it's great. The people that run it are great. David, I don't think David's really like in a, a part of it anymore. Um, but everybody that is involved is super fun to work with. And it's just a nice community to be a part of, you know. And then for Stumpfest, I'm the Stumpfest photographer. I, I do like uh, all the band portraits and all the documenting of behind the scenes and everything. And I started doing that 20 in 2014 or 2015. I got to, I got hooked up with, with Sarah and Ryan who put on Stumpfest because my friend Kat was doing PR for them. They needed a photographer and Kat introduced me to them and it just kind of worked out. And that's like, I, I Stumpfest is, is something that I look forward to every year. It's like, it's, it's almost like a family reunion because everybody mm -hmm. knows and even like the bands that have never played before that show up it's like as soon as you walk into the venue you're like a part of the family and the audience feels the same way so it's 
it's all just like this really in, intense, loving community, intense in a good way, you know, like, yeah, you know, and we have a barbecue afterwards on Sunday for all the bands and all the people involved. And so, you know, you work really hard, like, cause for me, Stumpfest is like five or six days because I have like, I got to get prepared and then I have like a pre-party and then I shoot the whole festival. And so I really only get to party on like Sunday, which yeah. is when it's over. <laughs> so it's like everybody that's involved kind of works really hard up until Sunday and then Sunday comes and we all just like cut loose and it's, it's fantastic. I really miss it. I bet. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, you're saying it's like, it's intense in that, like, it's just, it sucks. There's not enough time in the day for me to like talk to or like whatever everyone here. Cause like everybody rules and we're all yeah. here to like really boost each other up and not like get petty over, you know, whatever, whatever issue it may be. Yeah. There's, there's never really any issues. If there is an issue, it's always something really small that gets taken care of like right away. There's never anything crazy that happens. And I think that the people that go to Stumpfest every year, like in the audience, I think everybody's so loyal because when you're there, you really feel like you're a part of the festival. You're not just like in the crowd, like you're, you're a part of the family. So it's, it's just like a big family vibe for everybody. And it's really fun. <laughs> I'd like to get out to it. It, it, it just, it just sounds awesome. And like the previous bills have been like rad and like just so many cool bands have like played there. I feel like you always get like um like a stable like roster that's like really solid and then you just bring in like these other really cool acts and it's just it just seems so cool. And like so Northwest Terror that's so associated with Austin Terrorfest, right? Or uh yeah. that got that got renamed though. Yeah, so David started Austin Terror I think I think the Austin Terrorfest he started first. Although I mean, that'd be something to ask him because I'm not 100% sure if what I'm saying is right. But I think I think he started that first and then he did Ter uh, Northwest Terrorfest. Mm -hmm. and, and so he was involved with that for a little while and then handed the keys over basically to um, this guy, Parker, who runs No Clean, no Clean Singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now Parker's kind of the... Uh, Parker and um, Joseph Schaefer are kind of like the two main guys that run Terrorfest now. Well, uh possible people to talk to down the line. I would love, I would love to talk to the Stumpfest, like, uh, to, uh, so what, uh, who are the, the people involved with Stumpfest? What are their names again? Oh, Sarah and Ryan Stump. Yeah. Their last name is Stump. That's why it's their name Stump. is Stump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, their, their last name is Stump and it's like, it is based out of like Stump Town. Yeah. But it, they, it's just, it's named after that. It's just a coincidence. Um, they used to, that's a crazy here. coincidence. I know. <laughs> They used to live here and they love Portland. So that's why they have it in Portland. But they that's actually really live funny. in LA. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I would love to talk to them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're fantastic. They're great people. They, um, Sarah and Ryan curate the whole lineup every year. So they kind of just decide who they want to play and, and push to get it on the bill. And they treat the bands so well and, and all of us, the whole crew, it's all, we're all treated really well and taken care of. And um, they have it at Mississippi studios and Mississippi studios is a fantastic venue. They have great sound. Um, and the staff is always awesome every year. They all just, everybody just kind of takes care of each other. It's really great. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to put it on the to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should let me know if you end up coming out. 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would. Um, I would, because uh, I think we're planning to try to get out to Portland again. If we can do it next year, we're going to try. Oh, great. So. Well, hopefully uh, Sam will be back by then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, that would be like a cool thing to like kind of base it around, but uh, but we'll see. I've, I've never been out that way anyway, so I'd love to just visit the town on its own. So uh, earlier I did not address um, Yab in your list of people that you've photographed because uh, you released an entire book about them um, <laughs> called The Raw Within uh, to coincide with the release of their album, Our Raw Heart, which is fucking amazing. Um, and like, this just really feels like a testament to like fandom and like the extension of it for music. And so can you like talk about what it was like doing that and putting it together? It was one of the highlights in my life doing that. I don't think I've I've ever done anything that I felt so passionate about because Yob is like, I mean, they're, they're probably my favorite band, if not definitely one of the top two or three. And as people, the three of them are three of my, my favorite people. Um, I just, they're really solid humans. And to have the opportunity to do something that I care about so much with people that are just like, such good kind-hearted solid friends of mine um it was it was amazing and seeing them work with billy barnett was like you know because i've i've spent like i said earlier i've spent like most of my life in and out of studios because of my dad and stuff so i i have a lot of experience of being in a studio and seeing how that process works but this was this was different um there's like there's some kind of magic that happens when the three of those guys are in the room together and i don't even know if they fully understand how that how it happens but it's just they're there and then it just sparks and then all of a sudden this just amazing stuff comes out of them and it was just really cool to be able to witness it and then also have the opportunity to actually document it too you know that the book um the book kind of took on its own life, you know, like I was uh, originally me and Mike had talked about doing a coffee table book before he got sick. And then um, it was just going to be like about the band. Like I didn't really have an idea of exactly what we wanted to do. It was just going to be about the band in some some way. And then he got sick. And we I mean, to me, I thought that the project was just done. Like I was not going to pursue it after that. I was going to let him heal. And, you know, he was a really good friend of mine at that time. So w that whole experience of him getting sick was, was hard to go through. Um, and then I started visiting him and we talked about it more and he was like, no, we still want to do the book. So that's, it just kind of like came to life around that, but that's not really what it was supposed to be about. <laughs> and um, it just, it all kind of fell into place and it was awesome. Watching Billy Barnett work was pretty amazing. He doesn't usually do uh, any type of hard music. Like he doesn't really do metal or doom or any of that generally, but he'll, he'll make an exception for Yob because he loves them so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he really understands these guys as artists. So he was able to pull things out of them that you can hear on the album that wasn't planned just based on his understanding of, of their artistry. And um, it was it was cool to be able to see that. Yeah, like I remember reading about that and like how 
uh, just like emotional it was. Cause I guess like a lot of people were like, he might not make it. Um, yeah. And it's really cool how the project evolved seemingly like, as you said, it like just, it just kind of like changed like a completely new direction. It's like, and but it's really neat that like, they wanted to keep it going because they're like, no, no, no. Like we can just adjust it. You know, it can just go like, this is all kind of like part of the, the, the like the creative process in a, in a weird way, you know, and it's just got like incorporated and took on a new life of, of its own. Yeah. You know, when, um, when, when Mike was, was still healing and there's, there's like some photos um, in the book where you can see his hospital gown in the background and stuff when he's playing and it's like, that's really where he was in the moment. Um, he had just gotten out of the hospital, but he was so motivated to write that he was just, he was too weak to kind of hold his old guitar because his old mm. his guitars are really heavy. So he had to have a custom one made that was lightweight. So in, in those photos, he's holding his lighter weight guitars. But um, a lot of that album was written on, on this tiny little amp that he had in his room um, while he was healing. And it's just, he was really motivated to keep going and not let this hold him back. And Travis and Aaron were all about it too. They were all super supportive and they were just like, well, if you're ready, then we're ready and let's do this, you know? And yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I would say so. I, I spoke with Aaron for the 50th episode of the podcast. He's a really, really, really nice dude. Really down to earth, super chill. Yeah, he's great. All three of them, they're all just really down to earth, solid human beings. You know, you really, it's hard to find anybody better, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why people seem to speak very positively of them, like just everywhere. I've never met anybody who has anything bad to say about them. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, since we're just about uh, wrapping up here, um, what have you been listening to lately? Um. Well, you know, during quarantine, I kind of like, I, I had a hard time listening to the bands I would normally go see live because it just bummed me out too much thinking about what I can't do. So I actually started listening to a lot of hip hop mm -hmm. and um, rap and stuff. I mean, I've always kind of liked that music, but I've just, I, I've been listening to a lot of that because it, it lifts me up, you know, and it doesn't yeah. make me think stuff that I'm not able to see anymore. <laughs> You're not like getting too, you're not getting too vital with yourself. Right. <laughs> it's just, there's not a lot of emotion attached to it for me. So it's just kind of fun, you know, positive music that I listen to right now. But, um, you know, so I've been listening to a lot of like Megan the Stallion and, you know, mm -hmm. party, party music. <laughs> well, I do. I do enjoy me some Megan the Stallion. She's very good at what she does. She really is. She really is. And I, I, she deserves all the success she's getting, but yeah, you know, when I, when I listen, when I am listening to other stuff, I just, you know, I kind of just listen to the, my basics. I listen to like Yob and Emperor and Priest and just like, you know, standard metal, nothing, nothing too uh, eccentric or anything <laughs> at the right moment. On. Um, is there anything you want to plug or are you working on any new projects or anything? Um, no, I've just, honestly, I've been kind of just laying low lately. I got some stuff that I'm working on that I can't really t plug at the moment. No, I'm, I'm happy shows are starting to come back though. So hopefully that stays. 
I am, uh, fingers crossed, looking forward to seeing, uh, some shows hopefully, uh, later on this year. Yeah. Just, a St. Vitus has been announcing a bunch of cool stuff and I'm looking forward to going back to my home away from home. Yeah. I haven't been there. I haven't been to New York before, so I'd love to go there sometime. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're visiting New York, it's like, you should try to make sure that you have at least one night where you can like pop into Vitus and go see a show. Cause they'll have probably like something going on every night of the week. <laughs> yeah. I almost followed Yob there a couple years ago, but then it didn't work out. So one uh, day. <laughs> one day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they always get like, they get like the raddest people there. Like, and it's all over the place. So I'm, I'm really excited. Like a, a band that's been on this, uh, actually, um, they both have, but a band that I'm pretty good friends with from New Jersey called Sunrot just announced they're going to be opening up for uh, Come to Grief, which is like the second iteration of Grief, which is awesome. And look, I'm really amped for them that they got that opportunity. Yeah, I've heard of Sunrot. They're awesome. Go listen to the old episode uh, if you're out there and uh, interested and see what they're all about. But um, thank you for coming on Dire Doom. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. People want to follow you on social media. Where can I find you? At Photo Fortress uh, is my Instagram. And actually on my Facebook too. So F-O-T-O-P-H-O-R-T-R-E-S-S. Photo Fortress. There you go. And uh, thank you again. And that'll do it for this chapter of The Diary. Yeah.